You are listening to Making Friends Episode 2. Welcome to Making Friends, where I share valuable insight and actionable tips on how to uplevel your current friendships, make new friends, and how to be the best friend you can possibly be. Let's go. Hello, my beautiful friends. Thank you so much for joining me on Making Friends. I am so happy and honored and thrilled with the response to the first episode. We are already at 25 plus downloads, and that is crazy to me. I wasn't expecting that much, and no, they're not all from my mom. And I just, I'm so honored that so many of you liked it enough, even seeing the title and the cover art and the description, you know, the fact that that was enough to have you download it, it just means the world to me. And, you know, whether I got one or two or zero downloads, I was going to show up here for the next week like I am regardless. And the fact that so many of you love it is just a bonus for me. So thank you so much. I actually wanted to start off today with a little testimonial snippet. So my favorite part about being a friendship coach is that I get to see the transformation from not only the first session, but the intake form to that last session of, in this case, a six-week package where I really break down all of the growth I saw and the path we took moving forward to where we were and where we are now. And I think that was particularly helpful for this client, as well as I like to show all of my clients who go through the six-week package all of the strengths that I saw in them throughout the six weeks. And again, this was so helpful for this client in particular because she was really touched and honored at you know seeing those strengths. And for me, it was like making an observation. I shared these strengths with this client and as happy as she was, it was like me saying the sky is blue. I wasn't making anything up. It was just what I saw based on observation. And I'm so happy that she was so touched by it. But for me, it was just a descriptor. And I'm so proud of, you know, my my client and all my clients who undergo that transformation for themselves. So here's a testimonial. And this is from Gabby. Shout out to Gabby. So Gabby said in part of her testimonial, Zane made me realize that I'm not lazy. I just needed guidance and someone cheering for my success. Now I have the tools to be my own cheerleader every single day. This is so great for so many reasons, my friend. So first of all, I hate the word lazy. I don't think anyone is inherently lazy. I think we lack motivation sometimes, but that doesn't make us lazy. We don't have some sloth, some character default in our brains or bodies where we just are inherently lazy. There are times of demotivation and that's you know normal for any human, but I don't believe in laziness. Also the part about just needing guidance and someone cheering for her success, what Gabby was saying, I think is so central too, because of course I teach a lot of valuable tools and I have a lot of coaching insights. And also the fact about just needing some guidance and some cheerleading is so valuable too, because having that in a structured weekly way from someone who isn't inside your brain and someone who can look at your thoughts for what they are, sentences in your mind, is so helpful. And the part about it's my favorite part, honestly, the part about how Gabby now realizes she has the tools to be her own cheerleader is so central. I think as a coach, I never want to create a dependent relationship with my client. I don't want them to ever think they need me. It's great if they resign. And it's also great and sometimes even better when they say, hey, six weeks with you was enough to completely change my life. I have the tools I need now moving forward and 
I don't need you anymore. And I know that might sound like it could hurt, but it's literally music to my ears because it means I did my job well. And Gabby, if you're listening, I think you are. I'm so proud and happy for you. And I can't wait to see you soar from here. All right. So today we are talking about what's important to you in friendships. It's such a fun and important topic. I love being intentional about our friendships. It's what makes them so rich and worthwhile. And it's something that a lot of us don't think we need to do. We think they need to be organic and natural and free flowing. And sometimes they're not. And maybe that's okay. Knowing what's important to you in a friendship will have you thinking, feeling, and acting on the important facets of the friendship. There's so many things we get caught up on, like, you know, uh, being left on read or quote-unquote late replies or, you know, certain tone shifts over text, which so valid if you experience challenges with those, and I will address them in future podcasts. And knowing that when you're more intentional and when you are more mindful about what you want in a friendship a lot of these things just fall to the wayside. You might have thoughts about them, but they don't really affect you in the same way as they may have in the past when you weren't as intentional. I want to use a past, present, and future paradigm to illustrate my points here. And I know that might sound confusing, so let's just get right into it. But considering what's important to you in friendships, let's look at the past. What has been important to you in past friendships? A lot of us don't take time to reflect on what's been important to us. And this can be done for friendships you've completed or ended, if you want to use that verbiage, or the friendships you currently have that have maybe grown and evolved in some way. But considering the past and knowing what's been important to you is so helpful because that history is likely so rich and so telling in terms of what you want to create in the present and the future. Because it's essentially a blueprint that you already have. You have the precedent for what you want to create. You just have to look back and use some reflection on how to actually implement that. And for the past and present, spoiler alert, I just recommend turning these into journal prompts to make it actionable. It's like, what has been important to you in friendships, in past friendships rather? And reminding yourself that that can, again, be past friendships that are done or completed or current friendships that have evolved. So for example, if you take one of your close friends and that friendship has grown a lot, you can look back at different seasons and phases of that friendship and think, what was important to me back then? And have those sort of qualities carried over into the present? And again, just use it as a journal prompt if you want. Well, the second point is kind of the opposite. What hasn't worked for you? I'll give you a personal example for me. In the past, lack of emotional expression has been such a challenge. There's nothing wrong with that on its own, but just as a friend, I recognize that it has been a challenge for me in the past because I like having deeper emotional conversations in case you couldn't tell. And I know moving forward that if I'm not getting that in my close friendships, that it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be tough. When you know what hasn't worked for you, that probably reflects a sense of unmet needs or desire. And that's not to say that your friend's full responsibility is to meet that need or desire, but it can be useful for you to know, like, if so-and-so never communicated openly and that bothered you, then that probably means you value open communication and you can use that unmet need or desire to move forward in your friendships or look at your current friendships to see how you want to up level. And again, I would use that as a journal prompt. 
what hasn't worked for you in past friendships and how do you want to apply that knowledge moving forward? Now, my third tip for the sort of past paradigm here is to think back to childhood and what really lit you up back then. I'm not talking about activities that are super idiosyncratic and specific, like, you know, running around in my case and throwing plastic bags full of sand across the playground. Please don't ask that as a story for another day that I will definitely share. But what filled you up that you can replicate that kind of childlike ease within you. I have one friend and let's call her D. We are fully children around each other. I'm a child with her, she's a child with me. We make silly sounds, we goof off, we laugh way more than we should given, you know, what our bodies can handle in one night. And we just don't care, like it's fun. And I want that for all of you, like to look back into the past and think, who can make me feel like that child like wonder because I know there's something so pure about childhood and what we experience as kids. There's something so unbridled and almost effusive about it, but in a good way. Once again, I just make a list and do a journal prompt on that. Like, who made me feel like a child when I was younger? And how can I cultivate that kind of friendship that's appropriate for myself now? Now, for the present, what are your core values now? So, is it treating others with kindness and fairness? Is it honesty? Is it, um, you know, making sure that everyone has what they need? Is it a sense of equity and equality? I have lost friends because I acted on my core values. I had one friend a while back where I really didn't need to share something with her that I knew would damage or in this case end the friendship. But I thought I don't want to continue this friendship if there's any kind of dishonesty within it. So. I shared it and it did end the friendship and I'm so glad I did that because I always want to be honest and knowing what your core values are will help guide you in your friendships too because then you can find people who will similarly act on those core values that you guys share and it's not that you all have to share every single core value with each other it's more like finding people that have matching core values with you and that can even be different they don't have to all be the same as i said like they can be complementary you know and then what traits do they have that you want and to make the distinction here core values are who you are traits are more what you do so for traits it's like adventurous they love to go out random places and you know call you up in the middle of the night which is a nightmare for me so please never do that if you're my friend call you up in the middle of the night and go on a drive and you know maybe they're creative maybe they're spontaneous maybe they're calm quiet and collected and you love that and that's more what they do and how that manifests in their life you want to find people who again have traits that aren't necessarily all yours but traits that you want to um having a friend because they might compliment you or they might be opposite than you and you want that kind of um dialectical balance and my friends all of this may vary based on the specific friend what's important to you in this friendship knowing that some friendships have different energies and dynamics i'm a big fan of having different friends for different reasons yeah one friend might be that childhood friend that I mentioned, D, who I can do any kind of childlike thing with and have deep conversations. Well, D's kind of an exception because we can, you know, check all the boxes. But, you know, you have other friends where maybe you have one very specific interest and hobby with them and you're able to fulfill that hobby with them. So they meet that need for you. Then you might have another friend that's, you know, maybe a work friend and they 
are able to vent with you or express, you know, healthy emotion with you on how to handle work problems. That is totally fine too. And just knowing that you can have different friends for different reasons is so helpful because then you're not putting all the pressure on one friend to be everything. And you're not putting pressure on yourself to be everything. My friend, again, use these as journal prompts. What are your core values now as far as friendship goes? What are traits that you really like in certain friends? And how might your different friendships be serving different needs and desires for you currently? Now for future, this one is a bit more applied and I'm not just gonna tell you to journal on these. What specific qualities do you want to grow and nurture for yourself? And that is different than jealousy and envy. I really wanna make that distinction. Being inspired and admiring someone is looking at their qualities and values and traits and saying, wow, that's awesome. That inspires me to do more and be like them in a way that's true to myself. Whereas jealousy and envy has a negative spin on it where it's like, oh, I almost wish they weren't like that because I don't want to see them thrive in that way, you know, and it doesn't inspire any positive action. So that's the key distinction there. I want to talk about a friend named N. Again, first initial there. N has this really calm, quiet, yet powerful energy about him. He doesn't have to say a lot. He doesn't have to be verbose like how I am at times. And that's, you know, no shame, blame, or judgment to myself. I just notice that there's that distinction there. And he just kind of is there with this energy that's so pure and so wholesome. And you can just tell that he's a great person and he doesn't need to say a single word. And I really admire that in him. And maybe that's something that's more innate within who he is. And I recognize that it's something that I can learn from and strive towards in my own unique, beautiful way. And I just love that about him and all my friends for different reasons. So the next point for future I have here is, can you see this person evolving alongside you in their own way? Sort of the flip side here. If you're listening to this podcast, I assume you have some kind of growth mindset. I assume you evolve based on the seasons in your lives and you grow, you know, each year, each month or each day, really. And I wonder for you if your friends can say the same thing and they don't have to grow at the same pace or in the same way, but are they growing and evolving into the next version of themselves? For me, that is something that's really important. And I find that for myself and for a lot of friends, when they don't have this, it can be really challenging because you're growing and evolving. So when you look back in a year, you're not the same person that you were. I want you to imagine two flowers, a lily and a rose, the only flowers I can ever think of. Um, You know, they both start off as seeds. They both have a lot in common. And then they both start to grow. You know, they're different colors. They have different textures. One has thorns, one doesn't. And seeing that they're both growing, I would imagine that if they were sentient, they could kind of relate to each other more as they grow and as they bloom and as they flourish versus imagine the rose just stayed a seed and you have this lily that keeps on growing and blooming. Who's the lily going to relate more to the seed or this beautiful rose that's been continuously growing in their own way? And speaking of flowers, consider the seasons of your life. You're not always going to have the luxury of being able to reply or see your friends as much or be in as much physical contact. And is that okay with you? Are you okay with being able to have some healthy space between seasons and transitions and all of the things that make life 
beautiful and challenging all the same. Are you okay having a friend who you may not talk to as much, knowing that they're living their own life? Can the friendship sustain that kind of energy? And if no, that's fine, but just know that. Tell yourself the truth about that because life does get busy and we do have our priorities. You know, one of the most beautiful friendships are what are called the pick right up where you left off friendships where you don't talk for months or even years sometimes and then you see each other and it's like no time has passed can you see that with this current friend and if not are you okay with that maybe the answer is yes that's awesome just know that you're gonna have seasons of your life where you can't dedicate as much time so for the future portion of this paradigm i want you to actually go out and see different people and experiment even if that's you know in a safe space which i talk about in my free guide which you can access in the uh website in my show notes you know experiment in a way that feels safe for you and figure out what you value through experimentation and see what you value based on meeting new people sure you will find a lot of people you don't like and a lot of people who you wouldn't want to follow up with. And that's okay, because conversely, you're going to find a lot of people you do like, and you're going to learn what you like in certain friends and human beings in general. I think that's always such a beautiful thing. Now, if you're like, I disagree, or I don't care about, you know, growth and values and traits and journal prompts, all well and good, because you just get to decide what's important to you in a friendship. It can be something so abstract, in my opinion, like they have to like the color lilac. If they don't like the color lilac, then I don't want to be friends with them. That is okay. You just get to decide. Just decide on purpose before you go into situations where, you know, you form all these friendships and you realize, well, I don't really share a lot of values with them or they don't compliment my values. I don't like their traits. They're not going to respect me when I can't reply. It's okay to have those experiences, of course, but deciding on purpose beforehand will save you a lot of that time and a lot of that stress. There you have it, my friends. Those are my three sort of past, present, and future paradigm points on how to find out what's important to you in friendships. If you have any thoughts, please feel free to email me and be sure to access all of the goodies in the show notes. I can't wait to see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for taking time to invest in your friendships. If you want to take this work even deeper, be sure to book your free 45-minute friend-finding strategy call where we pinpoint the main issue you're having in your friendships and give you a roadmap moving forward on how to improve. And if you want to download your free How to Make Friends for Introvert guide, you can do that through the show notes or through my website, zaneconcoaching.com. You got this.